don't mm-hmm. like that. What? Like what? That was weird. Wait, Ben, we're recording. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I am here with Heather, and I am Ben. Say hello to the folks for for me. Hello, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited to be recording another podcast, and this is going to be kind of, uh, a, well, I think they're all fun, but this one's a little near and dear Funner. to my heart because it involves furry little friends. Yes, we do love furry little friends. So, uh... You have got a couple little updates for us, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, we uh, we received a lot of feedback on uh, uh, our last podcast of uh, they almost fixed it, and uh, we ha- we had some good ones. And Rich uh, decided to tell us about one of his repairs. Thank you, Rich, so much for for allowing us to hear those stories. They were really good, and I'd like to share one of them in particular. Um, so. The floorboards on his car have rotted out, mm. and that's kind of a unique situation because what do you, you you don't you you don't replace floorboards, and you can't be like Fred Flintstone, so no, you really can't. Well, you shouldn't, <laughs> right? I mean, you'd go through a lot of shoes. Yeah, your podiatrist would be real mad. But Rich is a genius. He mm-hmm. decided to just pop some cookie sheets up on there. Oh, nice. Yeah, good old Rich. He said it worked pretty well. He did get wet from you know on uh, on rainy days when the road was <laughs> when the road was really wet, but <laughs> and the cookies were real gross later. But so, Rich, thank you so much for that. You almost fixed it. They almost fixed it. It's time to get to the furry, furry, creepy, crawly. Part oh of yes, this show. let's. So in 2012, I believe. Um, we had a local story here in Rochester, New York, where a kitten hitched a ride from Connecticut. And it was oh, kind I, of a big deal. I remember this. Yes. And so the, the parents were dropping off their kiddo at school here. I think it was Rochester Institute of Technology. And went to go get their car checked out. And the technicians heard a purring and mewing sound. And it wasn't, it wasn't the engine purring? It was not the engine <laughs> purring. And there was this little kitten and so did just fine all snuggled up i mean had you know fleas and everything else but went to lollipop oh farm oh my goodness they named it connecticut oh Her. come on it's a little girl why they i would have went with like something more unique like gulliver gulliver Aww. anyways somebody did adopt that baby so good job good job connecticut that is a, that is a well-traveled yes. uh, feline Yes. Yes. So obviously we know that cats like a warm engine will crawl up in there to get warm. Other things, you know, rats, mice, always. I found some other kind of critters that I thought was interesting. Rabbits. Rabbits. Mm -hmm. Okay. Groundhogs. Yep. I saw a picture. In in the car? In in the engine. uh, Okay. In the engine compartment. I got Mm -hmm. you. And a possum. (laughs) Those things are scary looking. <laughs> I hope this is a clear, most of these are clear cut cases of the, they, the customer or the, uh, the owner of the vehicle started the car and it scurried away safely, right? 
Or made a weird noise. Yes. Uh, the pictures that I saw, I mean, I'm sure there's not always happy endings. But anyways, let's move on. Also saw an owl. A dog, a little Jack Russell Terrier was oh, in wow. there. A bird had made a nest and had baby birds. I've, well, okay. I've seen birds uh, in, in uh, engine compartments before, but never like a whole family. Yes. Yes. Thriving. Thriving. And the last one that I thought was pretty cool was a ginormous rock python. Oh. <laughs> That's not what I want to find. That's not it. Mm-mm. So, um, in my younger years, one thing I can tell you that I found, uh, just, you know, doing regular maintenance, I took a, an engine air filter out of a car and this is kind of the, uh, the spot where a lot of small animals like to hang out. Mm -hmm. I took the, uh, engine air filter out and I did see a whole family of mice. And this, this was, uh, these had to have been born like minutes ago because they're all tiny and slimy and Ew. pink. And I'm like, oh, dear, where's mom? And lo and behold, mom pops up through the bottom of the, the air cleaner and grabs one baby and takes off. Oh, Comes back in, grabs another one and takes off again until she collected the entire family of mice and took them I don't know where. Probably Good. somewhere in our shop. Oh, uh... <laughs> The family just keeps growing. Okay. So to help us out this week, we've got some fabulous, fabulous friends to tell a lovely story. That's right. You asked for it. We got some special guests, and they are so special. Very special. We've got Mike and Mel Muscarella joining us today. That's the best response I can give you. But thanks for having us on your podcast. It's a little lackluster. Stop it. It's not lackluster. You got something in your teeth. Shut up. Anyway, my name's Mike Muscarella. This is Mel Muscarella. And That's we, me. We are um, from a Western New York regional band called Violet Mary. and Violet. Yes. We, uh, we have a story that we should tell you. Thank you guys so much for coming. Why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about the, the band that you're in, uh, Violet Mary, and why this particular episode it, it makes you guys such an expert for this particular episode. <laughs> well, we have what you call in the business a band van. Yes, we, we, uh, we purchased a, a second-hand 15-passenger um, van. From uh, another band. From another band who, uh, who loved it. Um, they, they loved it. They did leave bikini strings in it and, for us. Um, many pistachio shells that need to be swept so out. So many. Um, and we were very excited. We brought this van to, to Ben, who uh, looked it over and said, well, it's a, it's a death trap, but it's your death trap. And so we bought it, as, as we do. It did, uh, it, it did happen to have a floorboard, though. There were no cookie sheets involved. Yeah. Our band has been around since um, 2009. We've recorded... Uh, five records together, and right now I've splintered off a kind of a side project called the Smugtown Hustlers that's making a record right now. Um, but all the folks who listen to Violet Mary will more than likely latch onto that too. Um, it's not that it's not that far removed. We didn't like start doing like polka arias and things like that. 
in the Time Life uh, catalog. If if you like Violet Mary, you will also like yeah. the Smugtown Hustlers. Absolutely. And vice versa. We usually don't gig during the winter months all that much. Um, and so we, we parked the van at my studio over the winter and um, had no idea that... Um, that the van turned into the secret of Nim. Um, it became like a mouse tenement community, uh, a bit like um, you took French Bohemia and uh, Woodstock and mice, and that's what our van became. <laughs> okay, so for for those listening, where I mean, was this parked? In a garage, which is parked outside. Where? What was the situation where the car it was, was location? It, it was parked in a, in a parking lot outside of my studio, and that parking lot is lined with pine trees and about an acre of, of tall grass. Our van became um, the the uh, the refuge for weary souls, <laughs> uh, and that's just the beginning, because. Um, because not only do do mice like to congregate in rock and roll vans, they also like to party in rock and roll vans. And then you guys all know what happens when you've partied a little bit too much. What goes in comes out. Sing it, girl. <laughs> and uh, and those mice, they uh, they left droppings all over that van. They left their droppings. And so I went and took this van back to Ben. And when I pulled it in to, uh, to show an auto to have it inspected for the next year's um, incredibly dense music schedule. Yeah, this was a day I will never forget. You can't wash that day my, on your clothes. I'll my olfactory <laughs> senses were brutalized. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, if memory serves, you paid your children to clean it out before you brought it to me? Well, I tried to pay our children. I offered cash money. I had cash on the table. There was quite literally tens of dollars thrown across the table, and we could not get those kids to go even inside the van, let alone clean it. It's a long, long history of trying to pay our children to clean, clean things. It smell bad. Clean horrible messes. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, dispose of this body. Um, it, it was it was ugly. So I wound up taking it to um, to a local detailing place. Like, I pulled it in, and heaven forbid, I'm pulling I'm pulling behind these like upper middle class suburban families in their minivans and their you know their expensive import cars. And here I am in this in this. The only way that we—I mean, could it sounds like it, a, a bomber. It, it's it's a bit like the van in School of Rock. Yeah, this is a 2004 Dodge uh, Dodge Ram van that yeah. is 15 passengers, so it's a little bit ripped, longer. We've ripped uh, three rows of seats out, so, right, to make room gear. for for yeah, sure. So so it really has like two rows of seats, and then all of this space, and all of that space is covered in mouse poop. And mouse pee, and I pull in, and, <laughs> and and I said, I would like the works, please. I would like the total the total package, and um, and the guy was like, okay. I hand him the cash, and then 
he tells me to give him the keys. So I give him the keys and I get out and I look right at him and I say, I'm real sorry. <laughs> and then he gets in the van and the look on his face. So understand, Ben, that when we wheeled that sucker into your shop, it had already been detailed. <laughs> yeah, I remember the phone call, too, because the first time you called me after it happened, you said, what can I do? And I believe my response was nothing. <laughs> the damage is done. Yeah, I, I, actually, I did think that you told me that I could go back in time, not park the car in the parking lot, <laughs> drive it occasionally during the winter. You know, there were a bunch of things I could have done. Yes. But at this point. The yeah. Se- yeah, the second phone call was when you said that you dropped it off at the shop, that you did have it detailed. And when I opened the door to pull it into the shop to inspect it, <laughs> I did not believe that you had it detailed. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. From the smell. Yes. Generations of mice died in that van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so as as much as we um as much as we enjoy our creature comforts, um, that that van um that van we had to sell it to a carpeting guy. Cause we could not unload that to any other band. Uh, three years later, three years later, we could not unload that to another no. band. Anyone who was carrying a human in that van, we could not get rid of it. We fragrance bombed it. We scrubbed it by hand, front to back. Uh, yeah, I could not get that van to smell good. <clears throat> it smelled really bad. I, I really can't describe right, how there, awful it was. There aren't words. There, for there that really smell. isn't. Which uh, is, which is why you should not, you know, leave critters in your or, or allow critters ways into your car. So, right. So I think we should probably end with some tips. Ooh, that's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just tell a bunch of people about all these critters in cars and then not tell them super, how, super how to prevent that from happening. Stories and then like, bye. No. So clearly the best thing to do is not eat in your car. Don't have food in your car other than groceries, but Yeah, right. Like, how can you not do that? Everybody does. So you should probably like regularly clean that out. Look between the seats for the little French fries that always drop down there. And, you know, they never really mold, which kind of grosses me out about French fries anyway, but I still eat them. So Cheetos don't either. Those things will just stay bright and orange forever. Mm -hmm, Forever. So, and you should just also know that if the car is transporting babies or small children on the regular it will be filled with goldfish and Cheerios. That's just a given. Every parent knows that, I'm sure. Yes. So you want to make sure you're, you're cleaning out the food. And you probably want to relocate your trash bins in the garage away from the cars, just because that will attract animals. And oh, then they'll that's... say, oh, look at this car. If you can keep the animals from being attracted to your car in the first place, they won't ever know that it's warm and like a happy place to live, unless you park in a parking lot. So deny them food, folks. Aw, that sounds mean. Um, don't store your people food or your pet food in the garage. That's very Good smart. News. We do see a lot of uh, air filters full to the brim of dog food, cat food, that animals will pack in there. I, I saw a couple of tips. Um, things like you can make little aluminum pie sheets or whatever that make 
noise and you can put them under your car and kind of dangle them and that will scare the animal when they come in. Like little crinkle booby traps Mm -hmm. for animals. Or you can get like a lawn gnome or any other thing that looks like it has eyes and put it underneath the car. You can put put an owl in in your garage. Scare the owl. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting, though, Ben. You can tell us a little bit about this. I, I have seen that some manufacturers are using soy-based materials to wrap their wiring in. And so mice love that. That's like food of your wires, our food for now for the mice. Well, I can tell you there's two things that, that um, we find that mice love to eat, and it's insulation. And, well, it's not, it's not that they're eating it, but they're using it to make their little homes their nest, or houses yeah. or their little bungalows inside your Buick. <laughs> But yeah, they love insulation, and if wires are in the way, they will chew right through them. That's usually how people find out there are mice living in your cars when something stops working because they've chewed through said wire. So there you go, folks. That's our service announcement for the week (laughs) (laughs) to hopefully avoid rancid smells. I'd like to specifically thank our guests, uh, Mike and Mel, for joining us and giving us the wonderful tale of the Gip and the smells there within. Um, (laughs) What do you guys want to plug? Shameless plug for you, opportunity. Well, to learn more about Violet Mary or about Smugtown Hustlers, you can go to your favorite internet browser and type in violetmary.com or smugtownhustlers.com. You can also check us out on all of your favorite social media outlets. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, remember, you can always tweet us your stories, your animals, critters that you, maybe you have found in your car. Uh, tweet Teenagers us. do not count. No, teenagers do not count. But parents. <laughs> tweet us at, at Shonauto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N, auto. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. And we want to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Any car questions you might have, we'd be happy to answer them. And once again... This is gear related. Have a great week. Bye.